You're listening to Magpie Radio. Pie Night is the official fans podcast of the Collingwood Football Club. Let's listen in to the boys in the Lexus Centre studio. Pies fans, welcome back to Pie Night. We've had round one. Round two is just a few days away. I'm Cono. I'm Driver. And I'm Hot Rod. Boys, welcome to Pie Night. Pies fans, we've got our first four points of the year. We're in the eight. Do we have to talk about that game against North Melbourne? Well, I spent the first half in the car park or looking for a car park thanks to the closure of the car park. Uh, Only to find that the game itself, well, I hadn't really missed much. So the second half was great and the Pies season actually began at the start of the fourth quarter. And I'm basing my votes purely on that. Wonderful fourth quarter, I've got to say. (laughs) Absolutely wonderful fourth quarter. And we brought the four points home. And to start the year with a win, especially when we didn't perform to the expectations that we had or to how we know the the team can play, is actually a good sign as far as I'm concerned. Good point, Driver. As I was saying to a few friends here at the Lexus Centre after the game, it was a bit like the movie The Usual Suspects. You sit through 80 minutes of it and thinking this is the ultimate rubbish, only to have the best ending in history when Kaiser Soze reveals himself. And, to and, be Anthony Rocker. And, and the Pies actually turned a so-so game into a Soze finish. Well, we got the rust out in that game, and that's a great thing. On Sunday morning, Driver Jr. had a, a game of football, and he came off at quarter time and said to me, Dad, I'm still rusty. It's my first game for the year. It took the Collingwood players three quarters to get the rust out of the system because Driver Jr. kicked second, two goals in the second quarter. They weren't rusty. They were corroded. Well, they're back now, and we've got the four points. I think, really, that's all that counts. So uh, who would you say was a standout player, in? well, even in that one-quarter driver? Well, leaving out some of the obvious ones, I think that Simon Prestigiacomo, not only did he do a great negating job, great but work. he was an attacking force as well. And one of those contests we were talking about it earlier, Cono, it across the centre, where he right became... On the wing became the catalyst to attack. It's showing that Presti has more than just one string to his bow, and hopefully by the end of the year, he will be selected for All-Australian, which he deserves. Indeed. Hot Rod? Shannon Grant. I mean, he's sure. (laughs) (laughs) From what I saw, uh, Sterling job once again, he's picked up in 2007, where he left off in 2006, and he's all fighter. He's mean as... And uh, I'm looking Peter. forward. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he dishes up this weekend. Indeed, hottie. Well, myself, Connor? I know we're not allowed to talk about drugs in sport, but I definitely needed a Valium after that game. I was feeling uh, a bit shaky. I actually thought Tarkin Lockyer played very, very well. He put in a four-quarter effort. Uh, one of the only players I think that did, but he showed. Well, we I think we can dare say it. Maybe some uncharacteristic hardness there. He was really very, very hard at the ball. Showed some great skills, ran all day, and I reckon he was a fantastic yeah, player. It was pre-knee injury, Tarkin Lockyer it form, was. wasn't I mean, it? Maybe it was great. It, maybe it has taken him some time to come back, and we know knee injuries are, are pretty serious. But, Pies fans, what we've been really impressed by, more than Collingwood's win on Saturday, was the response to the Fans Award. Uh, we had a hell of a lot of, uh, of emails coming into Pie Night at collingwoodfc.com.au with votes for the 321's driver. Uh, tell us about some of these emails that have come in. The Magpie Army has spoken. They've Thank you very much, Magpie Army, for responding to our call for 321's. We've had lots and lots of votes come in. Excellent response. Many players, um, but 
we should say that the best player, as voted by the Magpie Army for round one, was James Clement. Well done, Jimmy. Well done, Jimmy. The second best was Heater, Heath Shaw, and... Come, uh, coming up in the third position was Tarkin Lockyer. Fantastic. So they're the players that get the votes for the first round. And I understand that of the, I don't know how many hundred responses, there were only a handful of votes that actually separated uh, James Clement and uh, and Heath Shaw. There. Yeah, it was very, very close. Those three were standouts. They had the majority of the votes, and it was very, very close between James Clement and Heath Shaw. Now, Pies fans, reiterating again, all of those votes will be collated at the end of the year. There will be an award which will be awarded at the Copeland Trophy. We ask you, the Collingwood fans, to actually name this award. So again, next week, when you're putting in your votes for the uh, for the West Coast game, uh, we ask you to actually nominate a, uh, a name for this award. Because the whole town is talking about this award. Hottie, are you serious? I am serious. You know I don't joke. <laughs> the whole town is talking about this award, the People's Choice Award, and what it's going to be called. Even the homeboys that... Stole my $300 sneakers at Knife Point at St. Albans Station after the robbery. Asked me, What is Cono and Driver going to call that award? So please send in your <laughs> nominations. It's not what we're going to call it, Hottie. It's what the Magpie exactly. fans are going to call it. We've had plenty of nominations, but keep them coming in, Magpie fans. Now, enough about last week, Collingwood fans. Enough about North Melbourne. We've got someone here in the studio, a very special guest, to join us and talk a little bit more about the game and talk about his outstanding career with Collingwood. Anthony Rocker, welcome to Pie Night. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Now, Anthony, you've been a focal point for our, uh, our club for so many years now. Tell us, about, uh, tell us about when you first joined Collingwood. Did you think, or even when you, when you first joined the AFL, did you, did you think you were going to have such a a long career that would, uh, you know, sort of put you in a, in the position of being such an important player for the Collingwood Football Club? Well, when I first started playing footy, like like everyone else, all I wanted to play, all I wanted to do is play a few games and 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 be a, a pretty good con- contributor. Um, at the time, you know, when I when I eventually got to Collingwood, there was a couple of people saying um, that, I, you know, you, you'll be a, about a 200-game player. And at the time, I thought, how am I going to get to 200 games? But um, as the years come along and go along, you slowly, you slowly get there, and then you have setbacks with, with injuries and things like that. But, you know, if you normally play about 10 years, you're going to get around about 200 games. So, um, look, I'm quite stoked with that. But um, uh, there's, a couple, there's one other thing I'd like to have uh, in those 200 games, and that's premierships. So, just missed out on one, or we just missed out on two, but um, looking forward to, uh, to trying to rectify that. Um, Anthony, back then that might have been me who told you you'll be a 200-game player. I remember the first time I met you, we were both watching the Collingwood Warriors in their first game at Victoria Park. <laughs> the soccer, was that the soccer? Um, indeed, oh, and you dear. just started and you hadn't played your first game yet. But we're here 10 years later, mm. and what is your role going to be this year at Collingwood? Are you going to be predominantly playing across centre-half forward, or are you going to be playing out of the square, or is it a combination? As, um, look, over the years it's been a combination of both, you know, playing center forward, full forward. That's that's the way our team operates. We like to try and rotate around so that teams don't get a fix um, on us as players. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm just going to be trying to kick goals and trying to create goals for others as well, which I have been doing over the past few years. With Midhurst in the side now, has your role as full forward changed at all? Uh, no, not not as all yet. Um, it's been pretty hard because I've only played one game with Midhurst and that was last week. So we've still got to form that, you know, the bond that you create with your forward line players. Um, look, Meadows can play anywhere, I reckon. He can play you know, full forward, um, half forward flank in the middle and just roaming around where, where he did last week. Can you see it evolving into something new, something fresh? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, he's, you know, he gives a bit of spark to us. He's, you know, for his size, he's a great mark of the football. And, um, you know, he, the thing he does is he, he understands people's capabilities. And, you know, with the chats that we've had, he's understood, you know, uh, things about me that, you know, not really another teammate has said to me. So, in that, in that sense, it's, a, it's a refresher. Anthony. We've seen over the last few years you have a partnership of sorts with uh, with Chris Tarrant, who's no longer with the club. Uh, people like Josh Fraser, Travis Cloak, other other players that have come into the forward line over that time. How do you rate some of those different players in terms of, say, complementing your skills, uh, in terms of players that you've actually enjoyed playing with, even players like Jared Malloy, who spent some time in the forward line with you? Maybe yeah. go through some of those players. Yeah, well, Jared Malloy, I reckon Jared Malloy was... Um a player who who inspired me to to be better and be harder at the footy, um, because when he come when he came to the football club, he gave this aggression and um, sense of of uh, people that feared him. You know when he went near the ball. So you know I, I hope to believe that you know that I got a little bit out of that from him, uh, trying to be a bit harder at the ball and a bit harder at the opponent. Um, Josh Fraser is a good player. He can play, you know, forward and, and in the ruck and, and and roam around. And he's he's nearly an extra on baller, not a, not as in a, as in a ruckman. Hmm. Um, Travis Cloak is you know he's fresh. He's um, he's, he's gained a lot of kilos over the, over the um, preseason. He's strong and he runs really hard. Actually, watching him uh, during the North Melbourne game, he reminded me a lot of Chris. Chris Tarrant, but a, a bigger and bulkier, and probably a bit more of a mean streak in him. Um, so you know, he he impressed me a lot during that Kangaroos game, and you know, with Chris, he we formed we formed a, a good working relationship over you know six seven years. So uh, you know, and any 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 people who have that partnership with 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 that with that sort of player, you 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 create a good bond. And you know what they're going to do. You know how they're going to kick it. You know where they're going to lead and, and things like that. So, you know, it was sad to see him go in the end. But, um, look, that's football in the end. And your brother? Yeah, look, um, we had a, you know, at the time, we had a, a pretty good bond. Um, whether we played uh, enough good games together is um, um, something that, you know, people might uh, see that we didn't do. But, um you know, we we enjoyed the time together, but in the end, um, it was the best that you know we were probably separated in that sense. We became better people and better players. Anthony, on Saturday, you played from the goal square leading out into the half forward line, and you didn't kick any goals, but you took six contested marks and you split so many packs, created mm. opportunities for others. Was that the best zero-goal game you've ever played? <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'd probably have to say it probably was one of the... <clears throat> excuse me. It was one of the better games that I 
had played without kicking a goal. Um, as you said, you know, you know, I all I wanted to do was cause a contest, uh, break through a couple of packs, knock a couple of packs over, and just create a few goals as well, which was uh, which was uh, benefi- benefiting to the team. Anthony, a couple of years ago. Um Look, it might have been 97, 98, 99. You, you finished the year. You might have had, I think, a, a knee injury. Uh, actually, it might have been your ankle. Achilles, um, yeah. Achilles. No, no, this was, yeah, 97, 98. Probably, uh, I don't know, it was... One or the other. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> and I remember you were, you were quoted as saying you're in, you're in a hospital bed, yeah. looking up at the screen. It was the last round, Collingwood Western Bulldogs. In the opening probably minute of the game, Paul Williams, who was your teammate at the time, got absolutely yeah. flattened. And you mentioned that that really inspired you to actually become a far more physical and far more sort of, not just physical, but I guess a real leader at the club because you really recognised that that you were probably the only one who was physically and mentally capable of actually stepping up and, and being that leader. Do you think you've, you've fulfilled that role and do you think there's any sort of upside left in terms of your leadership? Oh, I think there's a lot. You know, everyone's, everyone's a leader. Um, it's the way they come across and the way they present things. Um, look, I believe that my my leadership is, you know, the way I go about things out of training and out on game day um, by, you know, um, breaking into packs and crashing through packs and making other people stand up. Um, I believe that time um, that you were talking about, that was probably the turning point in my career, I, I believe, um, you know, I I was sitting in the hospital. I had what they call was compartment syndromes. What Matt Maguire had after his operation, I had that in my leg, and uh, they had to cut it open and everything such and such. But uh, I was sitting in that bed and I saw um, I was in the in and out of the side um, for the past few weeks, and I was sitting in that bed and I saw will I go down within the first five ten minutes, and I just, you know, thought to myself, you know, I would have loved to have been out there because I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy um, the physicality. I, I hate seeing my players go down, you know, and no one responding to seeing someone go down. Mm. And you know, I was, I was actually um, quite spewing about that. Anthony, some of the things that you have become famous for, and Collingwood fans love to see you do, is kick those huge long goals. <laughs> And often you go into the ruck as a pinch-hitting ruckman and inspire big run-ons. Um, in 2005, you had your Achilles injury. You came back last year. It seemed as though you'd lost some distance in your kicking and you didn't get to run through the ruck as much as you used to. Yep. Has that changed for 2007? Has the long kicking gone back? Will you be going back into the ruck? The, the thing that I lost with... Um with missing a year, well, I nearly missed a year and a half because I had a, the ankle injury uh, just before I did my Achilles as well. So I don't think I missed the power. I, I just missed the timing, mm. the timing with with the kicking. And you know, over the over the, this preseason and towards the end of last year, I I found that I got that back a lot. Um, you know, the the, the timing is everything. You see golf golf players. They're mistiming the ball. They're not hitting it long enough, or they, you know, they're slicing it. Not that I'm any good at golf, but uh, um, cricketers are the same. Yeah, exactly. Cricketers are the same. But um, once you get that timing back, it's just, you know, it's just a matter of time before you just get that that distance back. Um, the ruck. Um, look, I'd love to get back into the ruck. You know, last year I, I didn't have my spring as well, uh, which, which didn't cause me a, a lot of time into the uh, into the ruck and. Um, 
yeah, I wouldn't mind get back in there. I'm, I'm fitter than what I was last year and uh, having a run through there. And of all the long bomb goals you've kicked, which one <laughs> is your favourite? I know we've each got our favourite rocker long bomb. Which one is your favourite? Um, I've got two. The one one was the the top I kicked against Essen way back when oh, I when yeah, I first yeah, started. Yeah. First yep. Anzac Day, wasn't it? Yeah, that was just a spur of the moment thing where I just. I thought I'd kick a top. I didn't really line up straight. I just went through, and I was pretty lucky with that one. But the one where I, um, which I, you know, look back at a lot, is the uh, the one against Adelaide, uh, one of the finals. I think it was the first final. Of this one of two thousand and two prelim. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's and the one. Ryan Laney made a mad what? dash out of the back line yeah. and kicked it to me, and um, that went through. And the roar from the crowd was just well. I've got to say, my favourite Anthony Rocker <laughs> long bomb. <laughs> was the one you kicked to win us the game in Sydney in oh, yeah. the year 2000. I forgot about that. That was one. mine. Oh, that's that was number a, three. <laughs> that was a monkey off your back, that one, yeah. Anthony. Now, just on a tangent, we're talking about uh, physicality. How does it make you feel when you see a player like Pavlich uh, go for the spoil, connect, and get uh, cleared by the tribunal? When, if we go back a few years at the Telstra Dome, and I know the lights got in your eyes, yep. uh, but you got pinged for the same thing, and you got weeks. How does that make you feel? Um, look, it's, you, can't, you can't really rule those things, because you know, things change. All the, all the rules, not all the rules, but um, a lot of the rules have changed. A lot of the interpretation of rules have changed. Um, I, I saw that Pavlich, Pavlich incident, I believe, if he... If he would have actually went for the mark and um, put his knees up, he would have did more damage to Shane Wakeland than what he did with that fist. Hmm. So there's, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Yeah, but it cost Jason Cloak a grand final. It did, didn't it? Um, yeah, but if you look at Jason Cloaks, he broke his nose as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you, um, you touched someone's shoulder. In I a, did touch in someone's shoulder. Prelim. And I got two weeks for it. And I, look, we don't want to sort of bring up these uh, these awful moments. We've brought up the good. We have to bring up the bad. Um, I was sitting in, uh, in bring Q, it on. Q16, bring it on. 2000 and, 2002, um, and saw, I think it would have been the fifth goal. We were robbed. The sixth goal go through. Mm. It was a goal. About a foot and a half in from the left post. Um, I mean, Okay, do you know what? We shouldn't have been in a position where we were, we were down. We should have won that game. But yep. be that as it may, we can't blame the umpires, unfortunately, too much. But, I mean, does I that can. really... But does <laughs> that... I mean, how, how much does that sort of stick in stick in your, in your mind as something that you really want to make amends for? I mean, you played an outstanding game that it was only, a, I guess, a superhuman effort by Bucks that, that won in the Norm Smith. I mean, you were... You were you were probably second best on ground in terms of your effort, if not best on ground. You were just outstanding in that game, and yet we didn't get over the line. I mean, is that something that just drives you on and inspires you? I mean, how much does that actually still hurt? Oh, uh, look, it doesn't look because because it was a grand final, it hurt. But um, you know, you you, you get over it. Um, you know, it, it probably took a good six months to get over that that sort of a loss. Um, ironically, about that uh, that goal that was uh, called a point I've never ever seen a replay of it no one has no one has so but you still remember it clearly don't you <laughs> I, I'm I, actually, see, I see some replays in my nightmares <laughs> <laughs> I actually I, I think I'm lying here I think I someone saw a replay of that from behind from behind the kicker from so from behind me mm. so there was an actual uh, footage of it um, 
and it showed the goal, but it's never it's never been shown since. Right. So I don't know what's going but on. Anthony, we won't that, we won't dwell on those sorts no, of things. Let's st- let's get to this week's game. Yep. Subiaco. Yep. We're going over there. Obviously, we're going over there to win. We don't have a very good record. We haven't won there since 1992. What are we going to do differently to win on Saturday night? Are you sure it's 92? 92? Uh, against West Coast, sorry. Oh, okay. Not, um, okay. We have won there against Frio, but okay. we haven't won there against West Coast since 1992. Mm. Um, look, we it's funny. Oh, you didn't you... have to tell Anthony that. Now he's now he's got that in his mind. He's <laughs> good bloody psychologist. You are driver. No, it's funny you say that because a lot of all of our games have been really close, and it's um, mm. you know we match up pretty well. With, you, know, you know, we play the same sort of styles of game like Sydney and like West Coast. We play that same sort of one on one sort of football. So we've always had um, you know good showings with uh, with West Coast, and um, you know there's. I've got a feeling there's there's a there's a great sense of um of confidence around the club over the past you know four or five days. Fantastic. Um, we're going. You know, we feel pretty good. Uh, we know last week wasn't wasn't good enough, but we got away with a win when we were absolutely you know pretty terrible. Mm. To, to you know, we played one and a half good quarters. So you know, to look at the upside of that is that you know when we put in three to four quarters of good footy, then uh, look out. Well, Anthony, it's been an absolute pleasure having having you on the show. It's been an even bigger pleasure having you play for Collingwood over the last 10 years. You've been a fantastic player for us. And before you go, we've actually got uh, a question. Driver, you've got a, a question from the um, from some Collingwood supporters that have written in. We do. Thank you, Pies fans, for sending in your emails to ask questions to Anthony Rocker. Um, we have a statement from Simon who basically says... Anthony is so good that the Collingwood game plan should just simply be kick it to Anthony. But we've also got <laughs> an email good. from Johnny. I'm sure you like it. We've got an email from Johnny, and he wants to know why you call Ben Johnson Gibbo. Now, can you tell us, or is that an, a state secret? Uh, I think it's going to remain a secret. That's fair enough, Fair Anthony. enough. <laughs> fair enough. It's part of the game plan around Collingwood. Anthony, I don't care what you call him as long as you and he it's and the other 20... Today. It's, Not Anthony. It's Jono's birthday. Jono's birthday. 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 Right. 26. 26 years old. 26 years Happy old. birthday, Gibbo. <laughs> and finally, Anthony, you've seen Rocky Six. Yep. Can you see yourself, when you're 50, walking around your restaurant, telling all the patrons <laughs> stories about when you were the champ? Uh, I doubt it. I very much doubt it. All right, Anthony. <laughs> good luck on Saturday, Thank you Anthony. very much. Good luck on Saturday. Good luck for the rest of the season. And let's see you hold that Premiership Cup one day. Aloft, hopefully this year. Thanks, mate. Kieran Butler claims Collingwood ruined his life again. Kieran is back with his hit show from 2006 in the 2007 Melbourne International Comedy Festival, playing at the Caringbush Hotel, 228 Langridge Street, Abbotsford, from the 4th to the 29th of April. More information, visit collingwoodfc.com.au. Bookings, go to kieranbutler.com. That's K-I-E-R-A-N-B-U-T-L-E-R.com. Kieran Butler says Collingwood ruined his life again. Well, Pies fans, Anthony Rocker has just left the studio. A fantastic man, great player for Collingwood. Uh, because uh, we had such a, a great amount of time with him. We're not going to do Mad Pie this week. Driver's pretty mad about something, but um, we've managed to contain him. We've, we've 
you know, strapped him to his They're chair. They're tying me down here. Speaking of Valium, uh, Nick and Amber have just fed him an al- uh, Valium, so he's... But it's, uh, it's become the Anthony Rocker hour, so that's cool. Indeed, he's turning indeed. into an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Hottie, speaking of, uh, speaking of some of the items that have been in the news, we've got some of the news headlines for this week, and I, I want to I bash you over the head with some of them. Oh. Are you ready? Are you yep. ready? On a serious note, yes. Collingwood's young defender, John Anthony... Neck injury, missing the rest of the year. What do you think? Tragic. Very, very sad. Great thing that he will be back in 2008. What about the panel, driver? The panel clearing Pavlich and Whelan for things that, as we said, Anthony Rocker got wiped out for. You know what? At the end of the day, they're not playing us in the next few weeks, and it's... It's a lucky dip when you go to the tribunal nowadays. You have no certainty, and they're trying to take the physicality out of football. I'm actually glad to see that some of these incidents aren't being penalised. Hottie, Pavlich, guilty, a sham. Tell me, Hot Rod. Apparently, the AFL has offered Dean Laidley an apology for that 50-metre penalty. Dean Laidley should be apologising to all football supporters for his total lack of charisma. And <laughs> and Shannon Grant should be apologising for his inability to kick from ten metres out. <laughs> yes, and indeed, and indeed. also for being an accessory to stolen goods. Please explain. <laughs> Didn't we steal the game? Uh, okay, sorry. I'm a bit vague. I'm a bit vague. Uh, Hawks got a one million dollar secret donation during the week. Driver, my goodness, did you see them play on the weekend? They could get $20 million because no one is going to go to watch them the way they played against Brisbane. And with Jeff Kennett at the helm, uh, it's about the only thing that's been kept secret at Hawthorne. Is that, that's what I thought you might have said. There you go. And that was basically the week that was. <laughs> Cheers, gents. On this round, for years gone by, round two versus the Eagles. Well, we're playing the Eagles on Saturday night over at Subiaco. We don't win there too often, but in round 13, 1992, we did come up with a win. Everything seemed lost at the 23-minute mark of the third quarter. We'd only kicked three goals for the match, and we were 31 points behind. But then we kept West Coast goalless for the rest of the game, and with seconds left in the match, we ended up tying the scores. A draw seemed inevitable. I'm hearing But young Rover, (laughs) Troy Lehman... Roved one of the monkey tap outs. It was more than a monkey tap out, it was a smash it was out a of the center. Fist through the center. Troy Lehman, wearing the number 15 goons, he picked up the ball, he dodged a few tackles, and he just kicked the ball forwards as hard as he could and as far as he could. I don't think he was actually aiming to score, but the footy eluded everyone, and it was bouncing almost in slow motion, like it was competing against the time clock. And it was teasing and teasing and teasing. Eventually, it trickled over the line for a point. It was the point that put us in front. Seconds later, the siren sounded, and the Magpies celebrated a famous one-point win. That was 15 years ago. But it was the last time we beat the Eagles at Subiaco. Until tomorrow night. Exactly right. And Pies fans, you've sent in some of your favorite memories of the times that we've beaten the Eagles. And here they are. Fantastic, Pies fans. Thanks for your response. One of the memories here, round 13-94, Andrew Tranquilly kicking oh, a bag of six to beat the Eagles. Remember that game? We beat him by 37 points. you got this uh, number on the back of your jumper, I think, <laughs> based on that game. 
No, what about this it. one? We did we didn't beat them again until two thousand and one when Josh Fraser starred with four goals and a best on ground performance as we thrashed the Eagles at the Telstra Dome by a lazy eighty one points. And there's another one there, Hottie. You've got a couple. Let's not forget 2002 in round two at the MCG when Brody, I'm not a thug, Holland kicked a bag of eight goals and Pebbles, <laughs> and we all thought he was a forward. And Pebbles snared three to propel us to another famous victory by the one point. That was a, a fantastic game. Judd's debut game, actually, I think it was. And um, 2005, Carousella kicked five and Chrissy Egan kicked two in his first game. And we beat the Eagles by by twenty three. Hottie, you've got uh, you've got another memorable uh, Eagles memory from a Collingwood fan. There, I have indeed. Uh, last year, we comprehensively beat them again at the Telstra Dome by thirty seven points in the Heritage Round. That was a great game. Yeah, it was a great game indeed. And that was on this round. G'day Magpie fans, Dale Thomas here. Anyone not signed up as a member in 2007, make sure you get on board. We're striving to break our membership record, so call 1-800-GO-PIES. That's 1-800-467-437. Or visit the website, collingwoodfc.com.au. Go Pies. Pies fans, we're back. Pie Night 2007, Round 2, Eagles over there in the West, Saturday night, Easter Saturday I'm Kono, driver and hot rod are here with us to talk about the game. Hottie, tell us about the style of the Eagles play and what we're going to do to beat them. Well, I think it's going to be a grinding affair. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to be glamorous. And I'll be honest, I think a lot hinges on Presty uh, being able to hold Lynch. Mm. And if we can do that, I think they're going to have to throw Hunter forward. And, uh, well, let's hope that Leon does a job on uh, Wirrapunda that he did uh, last time, although I don't see the West Coast falling for that trick twice. Yeah, but he's going to have other people to contend with, I think, um, Wirrapunda. He might have to contend with someone like Paul Methurst this time round, and um, he might be given a bit of the runaround. Style of game, Kono, I tend to think that at Subiaco, you can't play a containment game. If you play a containment game, you play into the hands of the West Coast, you Sydney really have done need it. Sydney have done it the last few years over there. They have. Um, it does take a lot out of you. I would prefer to see us do what we've done to West Coast in the last few years here in Melbourne, whereas we play a quick play-on style of football, Straight move the, the ball quickly, direct we'll it into the, the forward line, because if you go via the Cape at Subiaco, you may as well pop into Margaret River for the weekend. Hottie, it's a good, it's a good question. Do you think we'll go straight down the guts? Do we have the firepower to do it? Well, I think we do. We've got Travis Cloak. We've got Anthony Rocker up there. They are strong targets. And some of the other people, if Nick Maxwell plays in the forward line like he did last week, he can be a marking target as well, as can Paul Medhurst. And I, I still have question marks. You know, Darren Glass was an All-Australian last year, but I think they've still got some question marks at centre-half back. Who's who does West Coast have that can hold Anthony Rocker? He's fired up. We've seen him today. He's actually he had his chest up. What what is it? Chest pumped out and his chin up. He looks as though he's, he's due for a big game. I think he looked primed. Also, boys, the Cox uh, Fraser matchup. Do you see Fraser being able to uh, run Cox off his legs? Will Cox play? Well, whether he does or not, they've got a couple of ruckmen, obviously, who can 
can take it up to our Ruckman. Last year at Subiaco, Josh rucked alone for the entire game. It was he will have Herculean support. effort. He will have support from Guy Richards. And obviously, as, as Pebbles said earlier, Pebbles is now able to go into the ruck, unlike last year. So Josh will have support. And I think he nearly beat CB and Cox on his own yeah, last true. year. That's true. And this year, game. with some support, he will kill them. But on a ground like uh, Subi, it's important for a player like Fraser to find space, to run. And to be an extra midfielder, and that's one of his huge assets, and that's where I think we've, we've got the uh, West Coast Ruckman uh, beaten in that aspect of the game. Especially if Cox isn't fully fit, mm. and um, well, there's a big be. cloud over him. Embley's coming in as well, big cloud over Embley. Um, even Chris Judd looked very, very sore at the end of the game last week when he came off with what they called a calf injury. Mm. Okay, I've got a serious point to raise too. It, was the first time I noticed it uh, really last week. Opposition teams now tagging Ben Johnson. Can you see the Eagles going in with that tactic and who would get the job? Well, I think today's Jono's birthday, as we said earlier. Happy birthday, Jono. Um, happy and, birthday. And think, yeah, uh, happy birthday, 26 Jono. for number 26. And I think uh, I think his Christmas... Oh, sorry, his birthday present is going to be... Stingline? That, that uh, he's going to get... Uh, Stenglein, who's who's going to tag him for for the whole game, but I think I think Jono had a quiet game last week. Um, maybe didn't run as much, but then again, none of the none of the team ran that hard over the first three quarters. I think Jono's going to love the wide open spaces of Subi. We know how hard he can run. We know how well he can play on a big ground like Subi. I reckon uh, I reckon he's going to have a fantastic game. Guys, one other thing I want to point out is that I think that West Coast are going to attempt intimidation and thuggery particularly on players like Dale Thomas and Scott Pendlebury. Mm. They've got Waters and young fella Hearn, who are both knuckle merchants. Yeah, and we are going to need well. we're going to need some of our more experienced players and some of our bigger boys, including players like Travis Cloak and Guy Richards, the bigger fellas, to stand up and protect our little blokes. I think it's going to have to be a team effort. And if we put in, every player puts in 100% for the whole four quarters then I see us coming home with the points. So who's, who's one player, Hottie, that you think uh, will win the game for us? Well, like I said before, I think Fraser's game is going to be vitally important. I'd love to think that Leon Davis could turn it on again. Hmm. I'd love to. I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that Medhurst will play a big game given that it, he's back to his home state. Hmm. But, like I said, I think it all hinges on Presty. Presty and Lynch are developing a wonderful rivalry. And I'll be honest, Lynchy's had a fair, uh, the upper hand in, in the contest. So I think if Presty can reverse that, that trend, I think we're on our way. Connor, who do you see as a key to us winning the game? I reckon uh, I reckon we're going to see a very negative game. I, I, I understand what you're saying, Driver. It's a big ground. Um, I think Collingwood are going to try and shut it down. When the... Swans last week played West Coast. They played that negative game in the second half. The Eagles kicked one goal in that second Very half. Very easy to do at Telstra Stadium, which is like a it's long a narrow, soccer ground. That's true. That's true. But I think also in the first half, the Eagles were flying. In the second half, they had to come down. I think if we can hold them down... Uh, and play that very, very negative role. We're going to see Paul LeCuria back to his best. We're going to see him feeding it off to players like Ben Johnson. We're going to see Scotty Burns, who had a fantastic game last week, playing really well. I think it's going to be up to That's the key. To That's the player I see as the key. Scotty Burns, we should commend him for the quarter he had in the last quarter last week. He was the catalyst for our win. Scotty Burns, I see as the man who can do the protection, 
and can also do some inspirational stuff to get us over the line. Hoddy? Also, the Pies players should take great heart from the Eagles' fade-out in that second half, mm. especially given the uh, the Pies... And we ran over the running top. Over, of, yeah. Running over north in a similar situation. So, you know, you would expect the Pies to fight it all the way to the line. Your Our tip, fitness. Hoddy. Your tip. Well, I'd have to say the Pies by two goals. Cono, I think it'll be goal for goal all day, but in the last quarter, our Arizona fitness over summer is going to come to the fore, and we will win by 15 points. Boys, you've tipped 12 and 15. I'm going to go straight in the middle. I'm going to say probably 13, 14 point win. It's going to be a, a, a struggle all day, and I think we might just sneak away at the end with one or two, dare I say, Didac-esque goals from maybe the likes of a, of a Scott Pendlebury or a Heath Shaw or even a Reece Shaw uh, that'll just uh, finish the game off. Um, what can I say, boys? It's a big match for the Collingwood Football Club. Saturday night, Subiaco Oval. We'll all be watching uh, a television network near you. And Pie fans, send in your emails after the game for the best players. 321 to pienight at au. It's been a big, big night here on Pie Night. We've had a fantastic interview with Anthony Rocker. We've had on this round, and we've had your fantastic email support. Keep them coming, Pies fans. This week, as we say every week... Go Pies!